welcome to Urwi Podcast with Susie Briggs and Alan McClure. This week, the gingerbread man, Bess and the squirrel, the stushy sang, and a wee no other stuff. Igor. There's an awfully big speeder living in my shed. We nine muckle in and eight bursy legs. Twee snashy fangs for chowing up fleas and eight bursy pooks on his eight bursy knees. Being kind of feared, I tried not to show it, but the grass was getting long and I needed to mow it. So I chapped on the shed door and I cried out, Halloa, I'm coming in, Igor, for I'm needing the mower. Igor shouted back, Hi, hey, bother hen, didn't you fear me? I'm just hanging on my web, wrapping up my tea. So now I didn't fash myself about Igor in my shed with his twee snashy fangs and his echt bursy legs. I'm no fear to beasties, since I gave them a wee name. I gave them a voice to talk with you. It's a fabby wee game. All beasties like to hear a recht good blether. They mostly sit and gab about gardening and the weather. Igor and me are friends, and I was well be. He just minds his own business, catching fleas for his tea. I've beastie friends all hour in the garden in the shed where bides Mary the Slater, Igor the Speeder and an earywig I call Fred. Bess and the Squirrel Farmer David had two bonny sheepdogs called Smudge and Bess and they'd lend a hand, or maybe a paw, around the farm. Now, stories about Smudge always tell of her cleverness and how well she could manage things on the farm. But I'm afraid Bess's stories were a wee bit different. They usually told of some daft mistake Bess had made, or about how glacid she was. Poor Bess really wasn't the cleverest dog in the world, but there's one thing that really should be said about her. She was very brave. You have to be brave to be a sheepdog, because sheep are muckle beasts, and if they get their burrs up, they can be quite aggressive. (coughs) Worse than that, though, Bess sometimes had to help out with the cows, who were huge, and who didn't mind kicking a dog. So Bess had to have nerves of steel, even if she wasn't that bright. In fact, there was just the one animal that Bess was afraid of. Can you guess what it was? It wasn't foxes. She'd chase a fox away as soon as look at it. 
It wasn't Badger's. Badger's had better look out when Bess was around. Not even the bull, who was an awful dangerous beast indeed, weighed nearly a ton and did much like dogs. Even Farmer David treated the bull with respect. Bess, though, couldn't care less about the bull, and she'd bark at him with all her might. No, the only beast that Bess was afraid of was... The squirrel. squirrel. Now, you maybe think that that is a stupid animal to be afraid of, and you'd be right. But you see, Bess had never actually seen a squirrel. She'd only heard of them from other people, and for some reason she thought they sounded terrifying. They have fiery red tails, she'd whisper to Smudge, trembling with fright. And they're so strong and fast, they can run up and down trees before he even can they're there. Smudge would usually just laugh, but Bess would go on. Their, their teeth are so sharp they can bite through hazelnut shells in a single bite. And sometimes in the autumn, you see them burying things in the woods. Now, does that no sound a bit scary to you? Well, this had gone on for a long time, and Smudge would sometimes make fun of Bess about it. In fact, it was like this until one day not very long ago, when Bess, brave wee dog that she was, decided she should face her fears. She'd been out chasing rabbits, and one rabbit had louped over the grassy fields and juked into the woods in the glen. Now, Bess had never been in there before, partly because the cows and sheep never went into the woods, but also because she was worried that she might meet a terrifying squirrel. This time, though, she screwed up her courage as far as it would go and said to herself, If I'm to be as good a sheepdog as Smudge, I can't even run and scare the onything. I'm gone in. She clambered quietly over the stile and into the cool shade of the glen. Oh, this isn't so bad, she thought, as the sunlight dappled around her. Maybe I'll get in a bit further. So she crept along the path, deeper into the woods, and the leaves of the hazel trees closed in over her head, blocking out the sun. Bess was beginning to get a bit nervous, and a sudden rat-a-tat-tat up of her head made her jump. Looking up, she saw it was just a woodpecker, and she laughed at her own silliness. On and on she crept, and the path took her along a steep bank which led down to the burn. The water was babbling over rocks, and almost sounded like someone chuckling and blethering to himself. Bess began to feel nervous again. The wind was blowing through the high branches, making a hushing sound in the ash trees and a knocking in the oak trees. As Bess looked anxiously up into the branches, she suddenly saw from the corner of her eye a flash of red high in the treetops. Trembling, she tried to see what the movement had been, but there was nothing there. Then, again, from the corner of her other eye, a movement too quick to make out. Poor Bess was terrified. There's only young things trying and fast enough to be running about up there, she thought. It must be a squirrel! She turned on her tail in fright and started scrabbling back up the bank but she was so frightened that she lost her footing and tumbled down the steep mossy slope towards the water. She bumped her head and she twisted her tail until she landed in a sturdy heap by the burn's edge. 
She was dazed and sore, but worse than that, she was still frightened. So she tried to shake herself out of her dwam and get back up the bank, out of the glen and into the sunlight. But there was a problem. As Bess had stopped rolling, her paw had got wedged under the root of an alder tree, and no matter how hard she tried, she could not shift it. The poor dog was shaking with fear. Here she was, trapped in the glen and at the mercy of the horrifying, terrible squirrel. Just then, a wee creature appeared by her side. It was a peculiar creature that she'd never seen before, the colour of a fox and with big tufts on its lugs. Hello, said the creature. Are you all right? No, said Bess. I'm, I'm trapped. But, but, but you better skedaddle, you can. There are squirrels about. They're terrifying. They can wake up trees and their teeth grow so fast and sharp that they need to keep biting things just to wear them down. Are there indeed, said the creature with a smile. Well, we'd better get you free then. I'd hate to let the squirrels get you. It just so happens that my teeth are guy sharp. Maybe I can bite through this tree root for you. Oh, thank you, said Bess. But are you no fear the squirrels will get you? The creature just grinned and got to work, chewing its way through the root of the tree until Bess's paw was free. Bess was very grateful and licked the wee creature's face, which made it splutter with laughter. She was all set to run off, but she paused and said to the wee creature, Afore I go, I'm just wondering what you are. I've never met anyone like you before. Well, it said, I'll give you a clue. Check out my tail. Bess had a look and agreed that it was a fine, bushy tail indeed. Now, look at my teeth, it said. And Bess looked and agreed gratefully that they were very fine teeth and that they'd saved her. Now, watch this, said the creature, and it ran straight up the trunk of the tree that had trapped Bess and straight down the other side. That's very impressive, said Bess. You must be half a strong and fast. Here, wait a minute. Eventually, the penny dropped, and Bess realised that she was talking to a squirrel. But you're not the least bit frightening, she said, bombazled. Bess felt very glacid, but very pleased as well, because she knew that Smudge couldn't tease her anymore. She agreed to come and play with the squirrel whenever she had a bit of spare time, and now Bess is half a chuffed because she knows there's not one single animal that she's afraid of. For Scottify, in which Susie challenges Alan to write a song about a Scots word. Hello, Alan. How are you? I'm grand, thanks, Susie. How's yourself? Oh, I'm just fine. You did wheel in the last challenge. I wonder how you'll get on with this yin. The Scottify Song Challenge word this month is... Stushy. 
Oh, it's been a long time since there was a good stushy. I'll see what I can do. I want a stushy. People burling up and down the street. Staring up the stutter in their feet. Won't it just be sweet to have a stushy? Flinging doors and windows open wide. After months and months just stuck inside. Quit to wait it by Our these have been some crazy days We've had to change our ways Nothing lasts forever though These silent cities and quiet tunes They've really brought us down But someday soon, someday soon We'll rise up and the hookies for us to sheep Celebrate the clearing all the clouds Hey, a Barry Rami Matted Loud, join a joyful crowd for a stushy. A crackling clan drive on your bike. We'll hear Kayleigh Daly if we like, and all the folk on fight. Until that day we're staying sane, we ask our pals to bite away. And read our books. Heave a sigh and really look, look forward to a stushy. I'm really looking forward to a stushy. I'm really looking forward to a stushy. Gingerbread Man. Yence upon a time there was an old couple who stayed in a wee house in the country. Yen day the old woman decided to bake a gingerbread man for a wee treat. She put on her penny, got out her baking tray and a bowl. She measured out the ingredients and set to work. She made a bowl of gingery dough and floured the table to roll it out on. Then she cut out the gingerbread man's shape and had a wee chuckle to herself as she popped raisins in the dough for his een and a wee bit of orange peel for his grin. On his belly she poked in three raisins to make it look like buttons. Then she slid the tray into the hot oven singing a wee song to herself. Bake, bake, as fast as you can. You're gone in my belly, wee gingerbread man. <laughs> it was the long afore the smell of the gingerbread man bacon filled the wee house. The old man smiled at his wife. That smells off, good woman. I can't wait to eat that gingerbread man. I can, she says. I'm fair looking for it to as well. The old man put the kettle on, while the old woman took the tasty treat out of the oven. She set the gingerbread man on a cooling tray, then turned round to get some plates. 
the gingerbread man suddenly loped up, loped off the tray, looked around, and then he loped off the table and ran for the door. The old couple saw him and shouted, Stop! We want to eat you! But the gingerbread man didn't stop running. He shouted back, I don't think so. Run, run, as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. It wasn't long before the gingerbread man met a coo in a field. The coo could smell the gingerbread man as he scooted past and she shouted, Stop, I want to eat you. But the gingerbread man didn't stop running. He shouted back, Oh, Danny, thanks. Run, run, as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. A wee bit later, the gingerbread man met a cuddy by the side of the road. The cuddy could smell the gingerbread man as he scooted past, and he shouted, Whoa, there, stop. I fear want to eat you. But the gingerbread man didn't stop running. He shouted back. I didn't think so. Run, run, as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. The gingerbread man thought they were awfully stupid for saying they wanted to eat him. I mean, who would stop running so somebody could gobble you up? Would you do that? No, I didn't think so. The gingerbread man kept on running as fast as he could until he got to a river and he stopped. He couldn't get over. If he was to try and swim, he'd just fall to soggy bits and pieces. And you'll ken yourself if you've ever dipped a biscuit into your tea. What would happen to him if he dipped his tays into the water? As he stood there wondering what to do next, a sleekit Todd kicked out for a hen a tree and licked his chops. He thought to sell. Mmm, yum. The slicket Todd came out for his hidey place and spoke gently to the gingerbread man. Then he run away now. I can help you get over that river if you climb onto my back. I'll swim over for you. Nah, I didn't think so, said the gingerbread man, backing away. You probably want to eat me and all. The sleek at Todd smiled and held up his paws. Oh no, I didn't like sweet biscuits. I like eating savoury snacks. I was just wanting to help you. Come on, climb on my back. I'll swim you over. It's no bother at all because I'm gone that way to see my granny. The gingerbread man thought about it and decided to trust the Todd. He looked onto the Todd's back and held on ticked. The Todd waded into the water and started to swim. About a third of the way, the water was getting higher. The water was slushing about, guy near the gingerbread man's feet. Oh no, my feet are going to get soggy. Climb onto my neck, said the Todd. So the gingerbread man climbed onto his neck and hodded on ticked. About halfway across, the river was at its deepest and the water was slushing round near the gingerbread man's feet again. 
Oh, no. My feet are going to get wrecked with the water. The sleek at Todd smiled and said, Just climb up a bit more and hold on to my lugs if you want. The gingerbread man did just that. It wasn't long afore the Todd landed on the shore on the other side and the gingerbread man was still sitting on his head. Cheers for the lift, pal, says the gingerbread man. Nay, bother, replied the sleek at Todd. We then flicked his head, sending the gingerbread man fleeing into the air. Wah! Todd opened his mouth and snaffled the gingerbread man and yin big munch. All that was left was a raisin and a few crumbs on the river bank. The moral of the story is, Dinny began trusting sleek at Todd's when you're made entirely o' gingerbread. My name is Billy Baxter. My name is Billy Baxter. Will you spare a thought for me? I'm sitting doing nothing here in classroom 7B. You're thinking, Bill, you're havering. The schools are a shut down. For you, maybe, I would agree... But nay, this lucky loon. I ken about your troubles, how this isolation's lame. The battle for the broadband when your mother works for him. At least you're staying far you bide. For me it's ten times worse. Cause mammy is the Janny and my father is a nurse. They say my dad's a hero and I wouldna say they're rang. They're acting like it's news but me, I've kent it a lang. He gets a clap on Thursday nicht and though that's pretty cool... For 93, it's only me that has to gang to school. You see, the school is open, fit they cry a council hub for Bairnsy frontline workers. That's an awful lonely club. So Mammy has to open up in case there's mere to come, but normally there's nobody, just me sat on my bum. I'm getting texts for Tony, getting Snapchat for Simone, and Connor, Kate and Corey, well, they're never off the phone. But here, twa metres distant, for to keep us safe and well, there's Miss McGee, as bored as me, just waiting for the bell. We'll try to keep it busy, hey a workout with Joe Wicks, then head out to the playground, drink some juice and share a Twix, but back into the classroom for the minutes flow like glue, and checking teams on Microsoft for anything to do. I suppose my mind can wander when I'm here all by myself. I've had a look at every book that's sitting on the shelf. I'm getting bra at doodling, my writing's getting neater, and me and Miss play Countdown and I nearly I was beater. I'm really no complaining. If my spirits need a lift, I can thank my lucky stars it's no a 15-hour shift. I have to do my bit. I can't let it break my heart. We'll get through this together just by staying far apart. But, ach, I miss my buddies. Wish them here, I must confess. Although they have to stay at home to help the NHS. So, by the way, but spare a thought for this unlucky fool. The only loon fuzz lock it doon inside the primary school.
You've been listening to Our Wee Podcast with Susie Briggs and Alan McClure. All songs and stories by Susie and Alan, and the music and production was also by Alan. Special thanks this month go to Cranachan Books, who first published Billy Baxter in their fabulous collection, Stay at Home, which is not only brilliant, but is free and can be downloaded from their website. Hope you've enjoyed it, folks. We'll see you next time.